kill you with truth. Oh, ho, ho. wow. You all right there, Nate? Oh, oh yeah, God. dude. Sorry. Yeah, I'm great, man. I, that, that, my training kicked in there. So, yeah, no, I'm good. Guys, is it safe to say today is a great day? <laughs> yes. It sure today, is, man. Today is a very, very fine day. No That's doubt about fine. it. Satisfying for yes, a variety of it's, reasons. It's just, uh, it's just one of those days. A great day. And with that, welcome to it. Kill you with truth. Um, I want to start with the Broncos facility. What do you think of the new proposed 175? Not proposed. They're doing it. Uh, we just saw the drawings of it. And right now the budget's a, a buck seventy-five million. And the outlay is to basically get rid of the building that exists and build an entire complex next to the field house where they will also house all their football operations people that work at Empower Field. Overall, fellas, I'll start with you, Chad. What, what do you think about this concept and can it relate to, to better success? I think it does lend itself to better success. When you have to leave the building to go to the weight room, you have to leave the building to go to the field house. When all the staff are housed in separate areas, then the interdepartment communication gets blocked. So this one building concept, I think is definitely the, the way to go. This is the modern NFL. Uh, I've done internships around the NFL and the teams that have those facilities tend to be pretty darn good football teams. The Seattle Seahawks wow. house everybody within one large, beautiful facility. Uh, the dining hall is tremendous. The food is tremendous. The facilities are tremendous. There's a separate workout room for the staff. I mean, it's, it's they're little palaces, and it makes you excited to work there. When you have everything you need in one building to be able to do all the parts of your job in one place, it makes it that much better. Plus, from a football perspective, you get a chance to see all the different people who affect your performance, the team's performance on the field. You grow as a, not just a company, but as a family coming together. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, man, um, I think that I think that it's great. Um, I think that uh, as nostalgic as I am about the old days in the Broncos facility that I, that I was a part of where you did have to leave the locker room, walk outside to go across to the weight room. And actually, when I first got there, the weight room was where the meal room ended up being. And then they built the, the separate um, weight room, you know, indoor 50-yard field facility. And that was state-of-the-art at the time. And then, you know, things changed. And now, look, man, uh, the Penners are going to spare no expense. Um, they're going to tear that building down. The locker room was not very big. You've been in there, uh, D-Mac, watching yep. guys change. And you're like, hey, man, I'd like... <laughs> I'd like a little more distance uh, so I could check all of you out at the same time instead of having to stare at one of you. Now, will they design the showers so you can still stand and look into the showers? Probably not. So that's going to change for you guys. <laughs> that's going to be different. But I don't know. I mean, I, I hesitate to say that's going to make them a better, a good football team. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't know. Like, the Dallas Cowboys haven't won shit, and they have the state-of-the-art stuff. It's like, you know, do, do you favor, like, the Rocky approach where you're, like, Mr. T, you know, doing – pull-ups from piping with chains hanging off you or do you favor like the robot technology that they're clearly going to usher in there and it's going to be state-of-the-art i saw the design that looks beautiful i like the area um for the facility and i think that uh, the penners are coming in and, and planting their flag man and and i love it yeah i do too and i um i i understand they did look at other areas of the metro area it, it wasn't necessarily 100% we're going to stay at the same place. 
But at the end of the day, they do have the field house. They, they do own that property. And it just made the most sense. I think it's brilliant um, because you just have to eventually evolve over time. My little high school that I, that I went to, and I, there were less than 500 kids that went to my high school. You know, you could do it. It was fine. It was okay to go to school there. But at one point, they just tore the entire building down, and they just reimagined everything. This was way after I left. And when I first heard about it, I was a little heartbroken. Like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Where's this? Where's that? Where's everything else? And did they have to do it? No, they didn't have to do it. But they should do it because that's what was called for to progress into the future. And sure enough, they built a fabulous facility. And it doesn't resemble where I was at all. But it's just clearly better. You can see it. And I think this is what is about to happen. You are going to see a facility that will be good not just in a couple years or four or five years, but guys, it'll be a facility that'll be good for a hundred years. Seriously, it'll it'll be like. Well, I think so. Thirty I, years. I give it thirty, not, 30. not a hundred. I give it forever. No, but <laughs> these like fiber optic technologies are going to be obsolete in fifteen to twenty years. I mean, who knows? There might be the next huge centennial hurricane that comes through and wipes that thing out. A hundred years is, is a, a long, long time. time. Yes. I'm gonna double down. 200 years. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll, I'll bet you anything. Okay, we'll come back here in 200 years and do this anniversary pod and right. we will settle the bet. The um, Does this mean the Broncos will build a new stadium? What should take on that? I believe they will. I believe they will. I'm not sure where it's going to be. Um, I still would love for it to be a part of the Denver landscape. When you're driving down 25, you see the stadium. You know this is a Broncos town. That's an iconic location. Everybody in town at some point drives past it. If you're way out by the airport, which has been proposed in the past, that's a whole different feel. And you don't have the same constant reminder of where you are and who your team is and, and all those kind of things. So hopefully, when it does happen, it is right there at the current location um, that would make it difficult because it's hard to build a stadium in just one year. Where would they play temporarily if that was going to be the case? Um, so some of the logistics would have to be worked out to make all that happen. Um, but yeah, I think this is a precursor to that. Some of the architectural stylings I'd imagine that are going to be used in this new Bronco facility will probably be borrowed. So there's a, a consistent theme throughout the design. Um, if you're going to do the facility, the stadium, in my mind, is next up to bat. Yeah, I think they'll do the stadium, but probably won't address it until like 2030. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're doing all these res yeah. re renovations um, at Empower. Um, they put the the, uh, the huge jumbotron that's bigger than Mount Rushmore, by the way. And they did it in, yeah, it is, bigger than the face of Mount Rushmore. And they did it in four months. And Mount Rushmore took like 14 years. So go figure. Um, but um, yeah. That, that's next. I think it should stay downtown for sure. I agree with Chad. I don't think it should be out by the airport. The only benefit with it with it being out by the airport is it's closer to Blucifer. Okay? And so Blucifer could be reunited with his equine compadres out there. You know, because... Uh, <laughs> but that's it, man. No one wants to drive out to the freaking airport. No. There's a crazy story from the Denver Zoo and Westward Magazine about collecting elephant semen. We'll get to that story in a second. But first, <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'll get, we'll get there in a second. 
All right. I'm well, just... Okay, I've got something for that. All right. You know Chad has something for that. Okay. And uh, But first, Von Miller, as they face the Bills, fellas, zero sacks for Von Miller in his last five games. Has the best of Von Miller come and gone, or should the Broncos, as they face Von for the first time since he's left the team, be afraid, be very, very afraid? Nate? Well, um, I think both. I think both. I mean, you know, like, yes, the best of Von has come and gone but he's gonna have something extra for the Broncos you know I mean I've never played against my old team per se I did play against the 49ers in a preseason game and I got to go out and play on in Candlestick Park and uh but it was I was in for one series and then I was done and uh but yeah it was it was there was some excitement there Vaughn Miller is one of the best Denver Broncos of all time he's gonna have something extra for the Broncos you gotta you gotta feel that and so um Mike McGlinchey is going to have his hands full. And you know how low Vaughn likes to get. And Mike McGlinchey's this tall dude who just kind of like stiff, tall guy. Vaughn's going to dip under him. I, I think I, if I put the over-under sack on sacks for a half a sack, I think Vaughn's going to go over that. All right, for me, yeah, Vaughn Miller's best football is clearly behind him. In some ways, I feel sorry for Vaughn because he's still saddled with the expectations. Um, it's hard to feel sorry for somebody who's making 20 million bucks a year. But I feel sorry for Vaughn because I have been an aging veteran trying to recover from injury where people are looking their nose down at you. And you're like, whoa, whoa, dude, do you see all those skins I got in the wall? Do you see what I've done? How dare you? How dare you question my, my greatness? Yeah, I still got something left. And as soon as this knee gets right, you're going to see. And I remember saying that to people on the football field. As soon as I get my ankle right, I'm going to show you what I still got. But I was still playing, and so I was responsible for what I was putting on tape. I was an older dude, 33-plus years old, recovering from a Liz Frank injury or a shattered fibula and trying to go out there and do the same things I did before. It was virtually impossible. Mm. So while I was eventually able to get back to becoming a good player, I never became a great player after those injuries again. And so Von Miller's facing that same situation. Will he be able to ramp it up against the Broncos? Yeah. I have zero, zero doubt that he will be able to ramp it up. Is it going to be a Von Miller-esque vintage game where he destroys an offense all by himself? No. But if if there's an over-under at a half a sack, I'm definitely taking the over for Von. Would you guys get more fired up to play your old teams? Oh, for me... No doubt about that. Of course. Whether it was, you know, no matter who that older team was, I always wanted to stick it to the old fans, show the new fans that they made the right choice, um, and somehow be the best linebacker on the field in that situation. Uh, yeah, there's a certain ego and pride that comes with that that is inescapable. And as much as I love to say everyone plays 100% every single game and Nate always pushes back. Motivation. Yes, I had extra motivation whenever I played my old teams. I'll say this also about Vaughn. You know in Vaughn's heart, he's a Denver Bronco, right? Oh, yeah. yeah when he talks yeah. about the Broncos, yeah. he still says we. we yeah, he yeah. still just effusively praises yeah. the dudes. He's still almost like he's on the team. Like, oh, yeah, the Broncos, great. we're a great team. We're going to get this figured out. Like, wait, no, you're on the Bills now. Oh, yeah, I mean, the Broncos, they're, they're all right. You know, he in his heart, he's a Denver Bronco, so it's probably – going to be a pretty emotional game for him i mean you could say this podcast is a bit of a game against a former team <laughs> you could say that you could say that 
Gets us up in the morning, doesn't it, boys? And we want to beat the last team that we were on, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Competition's good, baby. Feels like we got a first down today. Yeah. More like a touchdown. That being said, would would you like this? Now, we're, we're, we're going to lean on you, Chad, in the world of animals. Okay. So, semen collection of Asian elephants. What a story in Westwood Magazine. Well, there you go, Nate. And I don't know how familiar you are with this process. Speaking Canadian, Chad. I hear you. But apparently, what you hate it. Oh, well. I guess I, I hear you. Oh, okay. So, so here's how this works. Apparently, Asian elephants, male Asian elephants, are, you know, rare. So, years ago, the Denver Zoo made an area, a territory, just for males. Because the females kick the males out when they're teenagers. And the males just are like, who am I going to the dance with? So, they have an enclave at the Denver Zoo just for male elephants. They got like six of them in there. It's quite the bachelor pad. And so what they're dedicated to doing is to collect semen from the elephants to propagate the species all over the world. They go into graphic detail about how they collect the semen in the Westward article. And and apparently it's a, a process that includes... Elephant porn? 30 minutes of foreplay. Mm. And, and once they get the elephant there, there's there's several people involved with it. One person feeds the elephant after the foreplay. Two people stand behind the elephant. One with their arm shoved up the rectum. And uh, the other person just holds the magazine. <laughs> okay, that's the joke. Hey. But, but uh, Chad, help us out with this. This semen... I mean, I, I, I feel weird. It's a podcast. It's on the internet. I suppose I could just read an article about it, but it's, it's wild, man. Who knew? Okay. Well, as the owner of the domain name, Ship Your Semen, I am well aware. <laughs> wait, that's... wait, 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 what? Wait, I own wait, 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 the domain what? name, Ship Your Semen. Come on, you didn't know this, D-Mac? I did not know this. I've known Shad forever. I had no idea that was a business name of yours. And it's going to be a future website of mine for folks who need to ship semen around. Uh, The semen is being shipped every single day, not just elephant semen, French bulldogs, all types of livestock, very valuable, uh, you know, thoroughbred semen. Semen is being shipped around the country every single day. And so there is a market for that. It needs to be packaged properly. It needs to be temperature controlled. There's a perishable aspect to it. So Ship Your Semen is not some weird fetish site. It is a site that I'm going to develop with like all my other shipping sites to allow people to move this product around the country, which has these very temperature and perishable sensitive needs. Um, So yes, at some point, hopefully the Denver Zoo will be using ship your semen to move their elephant semen onto its future home. And so this semen collection process, uh, whether it's thoroughbreds or elephants or any of the other things I mentioned, is a process that people use to gather that semen. The Have you you never seen like a stud horse farm? There's like a female horse, it's called a large puppet that they use to mount the male horse behind and he has a chance to do his thing and these horses 
Exactly. It, there's there's a mane that is involved in this whole thing, and that male horse walks away feeling pretty good about himself. <laughs> well, let me just read to you how this works. There's four people. One snapper feeds the elephant. Two stimulate the bull by putting their arms in his rectum and massaging the prostate. The other person stands there to collect it. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like Saturday night at Dmax house, huh? <laughs> it is a four-person operation. Uh, that, that, that is true. I mean, I guess we're just laughing at it because we're like, yeah, you know, juvenile little kids. But the, the, the process of it, I suppose, is, well, you got to do what you got to do. Well, so let me uh, ask you this, chat, because you could probably answer this. Are, are, do we not trust these elephants to just kind of fornicate on their own? Why do we have to collect the semen from them? Why can't we just put them in a room, put on some very white, dim the lights, and let them get to it? Uh, elephants have a very matriarchal society, and so not, the, the women are in charge. Typically, the leader of an elephant group is the grandmother uh, of the group, so it's very opposite of so many other things within the animal kingdom. So the females are literally the ones who would get to say so. So in a captive situation, a lot of times the females will reject the males and won't allow them to mate with them. So in order to keep the species going within captivity, you've got to do some artificial insemination, uh, insemination because uh, the rejection of these young males by these uh, females who are like, oh, that kid, he's not ready to lead a, a group of us. I can't have sex with him. Well, I'll read from the article. While natural breeding in which a male and a female are paired up is hugely successful, it's harder to ship a whole elephant than to send its semen. That's part of the article. And Chad, boy, you gotta call up the Denver Zoo, man. They say, for whatever reason, preserving is difficult because they try to freeze it and they're having issues in that department. Chad, we're making you some money in the world of elephant cum. <laughs> what are that? I already, Tinder. <laughs> I already do business with lots of zoos and aquariums around the country. Um, so Denver Zoo would be just the next one to join my long list of, of uh, public institutions which use my ship your model. Nate, you ask the questions because you never know what the answers are going to be. Congratulations to you, Chad Brown. We kill you with truth and... Uh, that was a messy one. <laughs> <laughs>